This podcast is brought to you by Touch a Life. Hello, everyone. My name is Rupa Sunku, and I am the Chief Evangelist of Career Help at Touch a Life Radio. I am super excited and a big fan, I should say, of our guest today, Chris Salem, who runs a business influencer series on Touch of Life. My series on career elevations that I've brought uh, Chris in to talk to us about is he is a successful person and he will tell you and share with you all of his successes and his journeys. And what I'd like uh, you folks to take away from this is how did he carve his path and is there something that you could associate or adapt to from his journey and make that yours. So really excited, Chris. Welcome to the show. And thank you for joining us today. Rupa, thank you so much for having me. It is a pleasure to be here and serve your audience. Awesome. I mean, you've just got this very nice radio voice. I had to put on my best today to be able to match yours, Chris. So fantastic. I'm excited. So to start off with, I'd like to ask you what you do today. And what are all the different facets of things that you are uh, achieving and uh, continue to add to your career portfolio? Well, absolutely. I'll be happy to talk about what today entailed. Uh, So today uh, was really that I was putting the final touches on a talk that I am going to be delivering uh, later this week at Leadership Summit America. Uh, This is going to be an event that uh, brings in Uh, leaders primarily from the greater Albany area or upstate New York, but it does bring in people from other areas of the country. Jeff Hoffman, who was the founder of Priceline.com, will be also one of the speakers uh, along with myself and a few others. So I was putting the final touches on, I'm going to be talking about uh, connecting in a diverse society through effective communication. So I was involved in putting some final touches on that particular talk today. And then just had a, you know, I met with a couple uh, company clients today uh, that I met in the morning and then just had a few individual executive coaching clients today. Typical day, usually, and it's all about service. It's all about value, and, and it's all about giving my best to what I can control each and every day following the goals that I had outlined the evening before. Awesome. That is such an organized and a planned fashion to go through your day. So from what you've just shared today, I see that you are a coach, a leadership coach, a radio talk show host, entrepreneur by profession, and um, making sure that you're paying it forward. Is there any more other hats that you're juggling at the same time, Chris? Well, I mean, I mean, but the bulk of my day is spent, you know, I wear a few hats. So the bulk of my day, number one and most important, is being a loyal and faithful husband to my wife, Maria. (laughs) Number two is being a dedicated and devoted dad to my son, CJ. Those are the two most important roles that I have. And then from there... It's being a business executive coach for my individual and uh, clients, it ranging from C-suite to middle management, uh, entrepreneurs, and then also organizations that I work from work with from anywhere from a million to a hundred million in, in total revenue. I'm also a professional keynote speaker, and I do corporate training for usually Fortune 500 companies 
and others as well. So that is primarily the roles I wear. I'm also CEO of of a 501c3 organization called Empowered Fathers in Action. Uh, we help uh, in, uh, people, uh, families develop interdependent family structures free from limiting beliefs, particularly fathers, so they can be better role models for their children, so they can break the cycles of dysfunction and codependency, so those children, as they grow into adults, can be our future leaders in their homes, their communities, and their businesses. I'm not involved in the day-to-day, but we do have an infrastructure in place where uh, we have people to help run that organization on my behalf, and I step in in a strategic role where necessary to make sure we're moving forward. Awesome, awesome. So there is such a vast set of experiences and uh, almost that uh, coaching or that mentoring approach to your uh, conversation. So how did this all begin? Well, it all evolved over a career of now going to be going on 33 years. It's hard to believe. I feel like I'm really getting old. Uh, (laughs) I'm going to be 50. Well, I'm 55 now, so I'm going on 56. So this all started back when I was 23 years old, back in January of 1990. So my career has evolved over the years from where I, I started the first three years of my my career as uh, in purchasing materials management. I started mm-hmm. in working for an aerospace company and quickly learned that I had the personality to be on the other side of the table, in this case being in sales. So I spent a majority of my time running sales groups in you know different industries like media. Uh, did that up until the point around of 2010 timeframe, roughly, mm-hmm. uh, you know, working, representing different companies in my own business. I also had my own company with a partner, which we sold to another organization, which we had an early exit and went very, very well. And But a lot of my experience came from the sales world and really did learning to understand people, what, what made people tick, understanding their how to communicate effectively, understanding their behaviors, their attitude, how they responded versus react to situations and taking action. And as I coupled all that with my own personal journey from struggling from 12 years of addiction uh, with from my own codependency uh, that I dealt with and all the struggles I had, you know, early on in my life, I was able to kind of mold this into a way that we could transform ourselves, so how we mm-hmm. could really rise above our own self-limiting beliefs that we could, you know, in this case, reprogram the way we think in the moment instead of the past and the future, where we can shift away from the expectations tied to outcomes to focus on the intentions in the moment and letting the results be a byproduct of of that. And as a result of that, I began to now not only teach and share that with the people I was running, uh, managing at the time, but then took that into my business executive coaching career when I got into that over almost 12 years ago mm-hmm. and never looked back. And these are the things that I incorporate on a personal, professional level, whether if it's an individual one-on-one coaching, group coaching, or when I'm working with organizations of all sizes to do this. And it's the same principles we bring also to empower fathers in action, but in this case, more on the personal uh, side. And it, I love what I do. I, I wake up every morning. It, it feels like it's you know Groundhog Day. And you know <laughs> while I'll still have challenges, but in a good way, not in a bad mm-hmm. way. While I still might have you know there's challenges, I look forward to them. I, I learn to grow and expand. And without challenges, I can't be in the stretch zone to grow. 
That is awesome. That is awesome. You know, uh, just this morning, I was dealing with uh, a couple of uh, personnel issues uh, in my team. And uh, I do have a psychology degree. And I just thought in the IT space, I will never put myself to uh, utilize those skills. And that was an untrue statement because, like you said, people the attitudes, the communication, the thought processes, and kind of getting people to focus on the end result to have that impact like you shared is so important. And so I definitely use my psychology degree in many ways that I never thought I would utilize. And it sounds like you are also growing your personal and your professional life from all of those experiences or the rich experiences that you have gone through in the last a couple of decades there. So let me ask you the next question. What is your academic background? And uh, did you see yourself kind of nurturing your academic uh, skills to this profession that you now follow and do and carry on? Or has it been a wavering path? Well, I wouldn't say that I have an extensive educational background other than I have a bachelor's of science in purchasing materials management with a minor in aerospace engineering. But nonetheless, I was able to take the thought processes and the critical thinking from that career and how to really break down problems into actionable steps to solve. And I take that philosophy into how I look at problems, life problems, business problems, relationship problems, wellness problems, whatever the case may be. And how can we break that down into things that are within our control and outside of our control and learn to focus only on what we can control. So I've taken a lot of that from my academic learning in a, from a bachelor's degree standpoint from Arizona State University. And while I didn't finish my MBA program, I graduated from life experience. I've incorporated mm-hmm. a lot of my learnings through different certification programs and writing an international best-selling book, being an award-winning author while working with Jack Canfield. And I took a lot of the life experience in just reading, just reading every day, absorbing knowledge and not only just absorbing the knowledge, but applying it. So by applying it, I created experiences. And by creating those experiences, I learned valuable lessons and those experiences and challenges to grow. So I just take those and share those and be a resource to help others do that for themselves to get out of the problem into the solution and to grow and expand. Awesome, awesome. Again, I think uh, the two things that stuck with me are, um, uh, I think I'm going to follow what you've uh, shared, is that you default to your uh, academic skills to be your first few professions. And in your case, you did some uh, procuring and material management. The root cause analysis, yeah. That's right, that's right. Which is a a manufacturing production process, but nonetheless, I've taken that philosophy into the psychology world, even though I'm not a psychologist (laughs) like you are, and and but by but but I've been able to kind of you know learn the game of life and understand people at a deep level to really take that and marry those two things together to, to find ways to help people to grow and expand, especially starting with themselves and then working outward from there. Absolutely. So even kind of stitching all those experiences into narratives now that become life lessons or future thinking perspectives for you or perspectives even 
in that sense. Great. So tell me a little bit about uh, who or what were your influences bringing you to this sort of uh, state of nirvana is how I look at it with you building each and every block very specifically focused towards that end goal of finding answers to your challenges. Well, there are several things, Rupert. I'm just going to say before I name it, you know, maybe a particular individual. It was, it's the game. It was the the experiences of life, mm-hmm. all the challenges, the setbacks, the struggles, the addiction, all of those things that I would have looked at 24 plus years ago as, you know, why did I have to go through this? If I could have avoided it, I would have. No, I look back and they were blessings because I wouldn't be where I'm at today without them. I wouldn't be to become and do things that are helping people to grow and overcome their challenges had I not experienced them myself. So to me, those were major influences and impacts on my life. Different people, different situations came and went. Uh, the, all of those played an important role into shaping what who I decided to, who I was going to be. And, you know, having a life-changing experience when my father died of cancer at the age of 56 and the day before he died, communicating to me though he wasn't communicating verbally and it was in a way that I couldn't explain it still can't explain it to this day but I understood where he was coming from and that was a catalyst for me to escape my addictive lifestyle of you know of codependency and started my journey to recovery to real to be the man I am today or has been for now going on 24 plus years fantastic uh, another gentleman I looked up to was the late great Jim Rohn who really, you know, studied life and and himself and how he related to other people and how he applied those principles and values of life to business, to relationships of all types. So those are the things that have really had an impact on me and molded me into the man I am today. That is amazing because often enough, people default to naming a couple of role models in their lives or business personalities that they have uh, come across or run across at work. And what I hear from you is coming from the soul, coming from the heart. It's the experiences, the life experiences that made you self-reflect and then kind of grow or uh, come out with a solution that... um, uh, stayed akin to you and your value system. So that's fantastic. Uh, that's probably the first time I've heard it uh, said that way. And I think that's uh, very, very beautiful and very powerful for any of us to consider and think about. You know, I often enough uh, talk about self-reflection, identifying your so-called inefficiencies or inadequacies to be become that person, to overcome those uh, impediments and make that your goal to be where you are and where you want to go to. So, you know, if people are aspiring and feel stuck in uh, what they're doing, how do you suggest they kind of think about it and uh, remediate uh, that particular scenario? Yeah, I mean, if you're feeling stuck, you know, it more or less is just to kind of look at where you are, where you desire to be, what's really important to you. Is what really important to you coming from truly you or what you've been led to believe because you think it'll please or enable somebody else? Maybe it was your father, or your mother, because you didn't get the validation growing up from one of them. Or, you know, maybe if you do this, your wife will be happy or your husband will be happy. No, it's doing what you love 
to do? What inspires you? And can you take any of your experience and transferable skills from that to apply to make this into something that can not only fire up your soul, but can really create impact and create valuable experiences for others? I would say that if you're stuck, get clear on that. Get clear on why and what you decide to do. And then learn to shift your way of thinking away from the past and the future where fear thrives. Instead of focusing on the expectation to the outcome itself, bring it into the moment. What do you, what do you know now? What do you don't know? Okay. What can you control now? What can you not control now? Focus on what you can control. Think of it like a puzzle. What are the pieces do I have and what do I know? How can I apply them? If I have a if I have a puzzle, a hundred pieces, I got to complete the puzzle. That's the, in essence, the results that I'm seeking. And I only have seven pieces. Well, instead of focusing on the ninety three pieces that you don't have and don't know yet, focus on the seven. Mm-hmm. And 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 the things that I focus on each and every day are five things. I focus on how I communicate to myself in an assertive, interdependent way, where I'm specific, clear, and concise as a sender and a receiver of communication and not passive or aggressive where I'm now basing it on assumption and speculation and and I'm not pleasing and enabling people by saying yes to everything for exchange to be validated. And I'm not aggressive where I place high expectations onto myself or other people. I lead by intention Mm -hmm. rather than expectation. I can control that. I can control my behavior same way. Is it in alignment with my communication? Is it assertive over passive or aggressive? I can control my attitude. My attitude, it's happening for me, not to me, meaning that the challenge that I'm facing is happening for me. I'm growing and expanding as a result of it. I see the opportunities disguised in the setback or obstacle. Number four is my emotions. I can control my emotions. I, I'm learning. I'm learning how to respond versus react to situations. Mm-hmm. So, even if something triggers something that would make me feel angry, upset, overwhelmed, have anxiety at first, I can take a deep breath and say, "Well, what can I control here? What can I not control?" And if I take a breath and I feel like I'm, I can composed enough that now I can address it to respond now from a secondary emotion in a positive way, I'll do so. If I feel I have to remove myself temporarily and come back later, then I'll respond then. So I'm I'm not reacting to the situation from the primary negative emotion. I'm responding, which is much better. It's healthier, more productive. I can control that. And I can control my level of action, taking massive action of only what I can control in the moment. What I've learned in, to do over the over the years is to let go of the control I can't control. Mm-hmm. And that's the same five things in other people. And letting go of things like the weather, traffic, the economy, <laughs> inflation, yes. taxes. I can't control all of that. If I get all caught up in what I can't control, I just I'm worrying and stressing and having anxiety over things I can't control. So why waste that energy? So it's learning to focus on what I can control. And when I do that, I feel that I'm not stuck. I feel like I'm expanding. I'm stretching to grow and expand. I'm not strained. I'm not burned out yet. I'm not complacent and bored either. I'm right kind of in the stretch zone, constantly moving the chains forward. It's about progress, not perfection. 
And it's not about, you know, how fast I'm going. It's the direction that I'm going that's leading towards the life I decided to create and the results that I'm seeking to achieve. Beautiful. That in itself is just almost like a five-step plan to kind of think about where you are, think about where you want to be, and then come out of that stuck situation that was a really nice uh, five um, areas that we can call on within our control to make a change for our lives the last question i'd like to ask of you is chris probably a controversial topic in your area but i always wonder what is the difference between a mentor coach and a sponsor and do you need to have all three of them in your life to be able to get to that next level of objectivity within your career and your career journeys or your aspirations? And um, what would you like to kind of leave behind for uh, those uh, folks listening to us on what should be elevated and uh, taken on and can it all coexist together? Well, I think it's a great question. And I think I'm going to decide that all three are, are really important. And here's why, you know, every one of us can use coaching. You know, coaching is a perspective that empowers and and empowers through example, empowers through empathy and kindness. It doesn't do for you. I'm, we're not, I'm not a consultant where I do it for people. I, I, I teach and share how people can learn how to fish for themselves Again, if I'm speaking biblically here, I'm just using it as a way to illustrate a point. Uh, you know, I'm more spiritual, by the way, over religious. But nonetheless, it's, you know, coaching really empowers people by their example and their resourcefulness. Sharing versus telling so people can decide what they're going to do to step up to do the things that are going to move them forward. And mentorship is where, in some cases, where, you know, it depends on where you're working on. It could be something health-related with your well-being. It could be something in business where, you know, some direction may be required. And, and there are cases where direction is required, where it's going to help move somebody along. It's like a, like a little swift kick in the ass, so to speak, to <laughs> kind of like boot you out of the nest so that, you know, just so that you can fly your wings and you could fly like you, you didn't think you could that you, now that you are, that you can now take on, you know, the next challenge and move forward. So, you know, every every person, you know, I should require a a good mentor, whether if it's, in, you know, at a certain time in your life or over, th- you know, over the course of your entire adult life. And, you know, there might be several mentors that you may have, as well as coaches. And sponsors are going to be whatever that may mean to you. There could be, those could be, you know, certain entities that really support your value proposition, support your values that uh, that that where you could collaborate and and make make greater impact in helping people to do the same for themselves. It's not about persuading, you know, your point of view or convincing somebody to see your philosophy. It's about empowering them to get to decide what that means to them. Mm-hmm. And you're never going to be everything for everyone. But Good sponsoring can allow you to leverage and open up new doors, new channels, and expand you you know what you what you offer, your experience and your wisdom to share with others to do for themselves. So I think a combination of all three 
And and if you could remind me, Rupa, again, that that, that latter part of the question, so I can address that for you. I think uh, last message to the listeners on what is important for them to think about to focus on that career uh, goal, career journey that they want to accomplish. I would say again, you know, what wh- what is really what is most important to you? Mm-hmm. What what kind of legacy do you, would you like to leave? What footprint would you like to leave set in stone as you, as you leave this planet? What difference would you like to make? Doesn't mean that you have to be some celebrity or some well-known figure, you know, that you're going to be written up in some history book. It can be something small. But what is that? What, you know, maybe it's leaving an impression on your children to create a legacy from that. Maybe it's something in your local community you know, that you're doing, whatever that may be, what is that? Define it, break it down. And what is it going to take to make that happen? It may not be your, your, your profession or your career. It might be something on the side. It might be into charity, something you volunteer, uh, that you do in conjunction with what you, with what you do at your job or career or business or any combination thereof. And it's finding those transferable skills and that experience to apply to that to come up with a plan and how you could really make greater impact and then share that with the world. You're looking to make an impact. It can even be small and just go out there and share, empower people to decide what that means for them. And hopefully that they can find something for themselves to do the same. So for me, it's, you know, I, I'm what I, what, why and what I do each and every day is I love it. I, it's not work to mm-hmm. me. I'll, I'll never retire. Maybe I may not put as much time as I do now, but I but I'll be I'll still be doing it on a on a smaller level because it, it gets me up in the morning. It gives me joy. It, it 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 knowing that I'm making I'm helping someone to improve their lives, improve their business and and it's you know, empowering my, my family, my son and others close to me to, you know, do the same for themselves. Beautiful. Very, very nicely said. And uh, thank you for that wonderful close on our conversation today. I know it feels short, but I am so happy to have received like a lot of um, simple yet very powerful mechanics and uh, topics that you talked about. The last one where you said, don't just think about what you want to do to achieve a goal, but what is the footprint you want to leave behind or what do you want to be remembered for was I think the most powerful in the last uh, 20, 25 minutes that you and I have spoken. So thank you once again for joining me on this show. And uh, I want to share with all of the uh, listeners that November 19th, uh, we have a Kindness Day event uh, sponsored by Touch Life. You can hear more Good stuff and keynotes from Chris and myself at the Santa Clara Convention Center. Please register on touchalife.org and join us. And let's pave the future with kindness, with giving. And it does not have to be financial or monetized in any way. Just words of experience, thoughts from uh, great people like Chris are things that you can pick up to create your own footprint as I steal the words of uh, Chris Salem. And um, would like to close it off by saying, Chris, is there any last few items or things that you want to share with the listeners? I would just say, you know, first of all, Rupert, thank you for having me and the opportunity to share. And, and you know, I'm looking forward to, you know, 
hearing your message and we're, we're going to, you know, together how we're going to deliver messages to help people that will attend. We encourage everyone to be there. I would just say in closing, I just love to leave a, a statement that I always like to leave with people. Give without expectation, receive without resistance. Meaning that when you give without expectation, do it from a place of empathy and kindness, not from pleasing and enabling. One is interdependent, one is codependent. Be the example, be the resource by giving without expectation. And when it comes back from somewhere else, as long as it serves you in a healthy, productive way, receive without resistance and then keep passing along, giving it without expectation. Continue the cycle. I can promise you if you adopt that principle, your life and your business will change phenomenally over time. Too many people usually don't have a problem giving. They have a hard time receiving. You have to (laughs) fill your cup in order to give to others. Yeah, bring it over with joy. (laughs) Thank you once again, Chris, and really appreciate you being with us today. You have just listened to Tall Radio Podcast. For more podcasts, visit www.touchalife.org.